The New Testament reading is from the book of Romans chapter 9, and it will serve as the sermon text for today. What shall we say then? That Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have attained it? That is, a righteousness that is by faith. But that Israel who pursued a law that would lead to righteousness did not succeed in reaching that law. Why? Because they did not pursue it by faith, but as if it were based on works. They have stumbled over the stumbling stone, as it is written, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For being ignorant of the righteousness of God and seeking to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness." For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, I would imagine that most, if not all of us, understand that human beings naturally desire to be part of the in crowd. Perhaps some of you today can remember being fans of Frank Sinatra or Bing Crosby. Maybe Dean Martin, Perry Como, or even Ella Fitzgerald. And some of you are probably fans of The Who, or The Beatles, or maybe even The Rolling Stones. For others here, maybe you are fans of Garth Brooks, or Whitney Houston. Maybe even Justin Bieber, or you are a Swifty. But whomever you follow, well, that is not the point. The point is that to be part of a group of people, even if they're just following somebody who is famous, it gives you a sense of belonging in a community because you are enjoying something together. This is not surprising to us, as God created us to be in community. But of course, this reality comes with a flip side. This means that most of us would prefer not to be left out of community. Now, of course, being one of them, I do realize that there are introverts among us. So this might not be entirely true for all people. But for the most part, since we are created to be part of a community, we naturally desire community. So anyone here remember your school days where there seemed to be a natural separation between the popular kids and the not-so-popular kids? There were groups of kids who excelled in sports, and there were groups that excelled in music. There were groups that excelled in science and math, and groups that excelled in the arts. These small communities formed with the revealing of natural abilities for as children grew and they learned and applied themselves, they developed their skills. But face it, there were other groups you wanted to be part of, but you didn't think you were good enough to be there. But alas, there can only be so many on a sports team or a cheerleading squad. And it was the coach that made that decision. 
Our natural abilities and sometimes our physical stature either got us into the group we wanted or kept us from it. And more often than not, we were denied membership to a group. And with each denial, the desire that the limitations of community that we create, well, we wanted them to be removed. Now, this portion of our text here in Romans today from chapters 9 and 10 is very much a continuation of what we have preached over the last few weeks. And that is that those who stand as righteous before God are righteous only because they are clothed in Christ's righteousness by faith. Living by faith in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord is the only way into the family of God. And faith itself is something that is generated in you by God. You do not generate faith. It comes to us by the hearing of God's Word through the water and word of our baptism, which we just witnessed, by partaking of this meal. And of course, the mutual conversations of the saints, even when we are just singing a hymn in community. These are the modes and means by which God extends to us His grace and includes us in His family, His inner circle. By faith. Now, our text today picks up at the end of chapter 9 and is, for all intents and purposes, a summation of chapter 9. So, if you get a chance to read chapter 9 this week, it will help. Now, that chapter starts out with Paul's lament over the loss of his fellow Jews because they refuse to live by faith alone. God chose Abraham and his descendants as the race of people through whom the Messiah would come. They were given so much over their history that Paul believes that they should see the risen Christ for who he is. But Paul writes that their insistence on their works as a means for their salvation is actually a rejection of Jesus. It is a surrendering of all the gifts they have, they have received. Their adoption, the glory of God, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises of God that are now fulfilled. In other words, the reliance on their works as a means of God's grace causes them to lose everything. You may remember a simple equation that was preached from this pulpit not long ago, and that is simply this. Jesus plus anything equals nothing. But Jesus plus nothing equals everything. This is what Paul puts before us today. To be counted as a member of Christ and his family is to live by faith in Jesus alone. For it is only by faith that you gain everything. This Veterans Day weekend, the word sacrifice takes center stage in our thanksgiving to God for those who have served. All the more reason that we should stop and see and remember that the inclusion of 
our works as part of our righteousness before God is a rejection of the sacrifice that Jesus has made on the cross of Calvary for the sin of the world. The words, it is finished, should echo in our ears as we try to add anything to Jesus for our salvation. But Paul's lament is not born solely from the history of his people. For Paul has been witness to the risen Christ in glory. The one who gave him insight to the willing sacrifice of Christ for him. Paul saw Jesus in glory, the glory which Jesus gave up to become man. And in that moment, on the road to Damascus, he experienced the immenseness of Jesus' sacrifice for his people. This helps us understand Paul's response and his desire to be like his Savior and sacrifice for those who are lost. And we see it at the beginning of chapter 9 as Paul writes, I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers. Paul is willing to sacrifice himself to save others, but his lament comes with the knowledge that bringing the Jews into the kingdom of God is not up to him. Now, it is interesting to note here that both the Jews and the Gentiles consider themselves part of the family of Christ. But the trouble here in Rome is that the Jews have formed their own group and excluded the Gentiles. They see Jesus as the Messiah, but they are not yet willing to rest their inclusion in this group called Christians on the basis of faith alone. They would rather, as they have always done, place their salvation on the foundation of how well they have kept the law. Therefore, they can't see the Gentiles included in this family of faith, and they start to pull away. This, Paul says, makes Jesus the new stone laid in Zion. Jesus is the new stone, the foundation of life and inclusion into the kingdom of God itself. To be a part of the inner circle, that is the family of God. Faith in Jesus is all that is required, and that simple requirement makes Jesus a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense to the Jews. For the Jews simply cannot see that faith alone is sufficient for their inclusion into the family of God, and they have stumbled over the stone that Jesus alone is sufficient to fulfill the law. And Jesus alone now becomes not their Savior, but that which offends them. Paul calls this zeal without knowledge. 
Zeal for the Lord without knowledge that Jesus Christ has filled, fulfilled the law and thus removed the requirements of the law to be a member of the kingdom of God means that those who continue to have their works included as part of their righteousness before God will be excluded from the kingdom of God. For even though they have a zeal for the Lord, they are rejecting Jesus' sacrifice for them. And God's call to live by faith. What does zeal without knowledge produce? Well, Paul speaks with firsthand knowledge. Paul had great zeal as a Pharisee. He persecuted the church as he sought to arrest all those who believed that Jesus was the Messiah. Paul was blinded by his zeal to Jesus as his Savior until the Lord opened his eyes on the road. The zeal of the Jews, that zeal without knowledge, is what blinds them to the gift of God. The gift of faith. The faith that says Jesus is sufficient for eternal life because it rests solely upon the one who alone is righteous. So what is this reality for the believers in Rome? Each group believes that their group is the true inner circle of believers. One group has faith alone in Christ's righteousness as their righteousness before God, and the other has faith in their works as their righteousness before God. Well, we need only look to the Old Testament. For Old Testament Israel took adherence to the law as their righteousness before God, and they failed over and over and over again. The law was never God's intent as the means to get into his inner circle. The stone that was laid in Zion, that is Jesus Christ, was the intended sacrifice for the sins of the world from the beginning. And as Isaiah writes, whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. Paul writes that righteousness is attained by faith. Faith that trusts in Jesus' righteousness alone. Jesus is the one that gives us life and places us in his inner circle through his birth, life, death, and resurrection and all of it by faith. And we get into this inner circle of God's family not by ourselves, but are granted it in faith. However, as Paul writes, the Jews now prove we can leave the family by rejecting Jesus. You were not looking to be part of God's family, but you were seeking family. It is God who pursued you. It is God who saw to it that you heard about Jesus. 
It is God who brought you to the waters of your baptism. And through the water of word, you receive not only the forgiveness of your sins, but faith itself. It is God himself who now sustains you in this faith, the one true faith. Not only through hearing the word, but by partaking of this meal. It is God who has brought you into his inner circle, his family. By God's grace, you are made right by the blood of the Lamb of God and by his sacrifice on the cross. You are now, as our theme today puts it, his right people. But there's a flip side. This also means that we cannot deny anyone entry into this inner circle like we so often do in life. Because they too are chosen by the Lord. Which means that we do get to celebrate the work of the Lord amongst us as he brings us together as family a family that will last forever. We do this when we witness a bit baptism and we welcome the newly baptized in the name of the Lord. It is the Lord who gives you new brothers and sisters to both love and enjoy. It is the Lord who gives you a family to care for and love. So y'all better be getting along. You're allowed to giggle a little. which means that we need to be following the example of our Lord and forgive one another. So now how shall we live? Well, this Veterans Day weekend, we have many examples around us of lives that include personal sacrifice. And as one who is a veteran, I can tell you, it's just not veterans that sacrificed. So like Paul, who is willing to sacrifice himself to save his Jewish brethren, we too are now called to sacrifice, to bring the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ to the community around us and to the world. But first, to each other. So take a look at the opportunities for service here. They are wide and they are varied. Pick an opportunity and pray about it and then ask the Lord to bless your efforts so that he might be glorified when another person learns about Jesus and comes to faith. And then give him thanks and praise for his grafting you into this family by grace alone, through faith alone. Amen. Now the peace that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Our weekly awakening question for this week is simply this. Since by faith you are now safe within the inner circle of God, how might you now consider sacrificing for another this week? Something to ponder.